Good afternoon, this is John Pielli, and I'm happy to be joined by a pitcher that spent a good part of the last 10 seasons in the major leagues. He's spent time with many different organizations, and last year pitched in the Arizona Diamondbacks organization, and that's Aaron Laffey. Aaron, good to talk to you. Thanks for having a couple minutes. Hey, first question I want to ask you, uh, you know, if you want to take yourself as far back as you can, talk about what it was like growing up and what got you into the world of sports and baseball. Once again, John Pielli here with Aaron Laffey. Um, you know, was it was it a tough decision? You know, when you ended up focusing on baseball full time, like I'm sure there was a point where you were you were doing basketball and baseball, and you decided, listen, I'm just going to go for baseball, maybe with the potential of going pro. But you know, I'm sure there was a decision that was made when you focused fully and solely on baseball. And uh, it really wasn't that difficult. And, and my dad gave me, you know, 
on my own. Uh, I, I enjoyed playing football. I enjoyed the time with my friends. It wasn't something that I loved, so I just didn't feel like I would give it um, my whole heart. And, and obviously, at that point, too, going from eighth grade to ninth grade, uh, I had kind of set myself apart uh, from everyone else uh, in the aspect of uh, the baseball world. Um, so that was always like a dream of mine from the time I was a little kid. It was obviously to grow up and, you know, become a major league baseball player. And uh, So I think focusing on just two sports, and I thought that, you know, like I said, basketball was something that was going to be uh, proactive in helping me achieve that dream. Oh, of course it was. And, uh, you know, of course, you ended up having the opportunity after you graduated high school to attend Virginia Tech and obviously coincided with you being drafted by the Cleveland Indians. Was that a tough decision for you to to sign or to go to college? Uh, well, I mean, leading up into my senior year, my whole goal was to get drafted out of high school. Okay. Uh, so by going through my business and everything, I signed a letter of intent uh, to attend Virginia Tech, uh, but ended up getting drafted actually on my high school graduation night uh, by the Cleveland Indians. Uh, so my whole intention was to try to get signed uh, out of high school. I played down in Northern Virginia uh, for two years in the fall um, and ended up having the opportunity to play down in a tournament in Miami when I was 16 and 17, which really helped me get some kind of international, international well, national exposure. And uh, once I got some really good feedback, I had a meeting with uh, one of the guys who was in charge of the team, I got some feedback uh, from guys that they had known in the pro scouting industry. Uh, once that kind of dream started to become a reality, uh, I pretty much had my mind set on just trying to get drafted. Uh, so if, if a good enough offer with the inclusion of school for post-playing days was involved, you know, I was pretty much so out to the idea of signing to play professional baseball right after high school, which I was fortunate enough to do. Now, of course, Aaron, you had a chance to spend some time in the minor leagues in a system with the Cleveland Indians. Um, you know, going back to that time, is there is there anybody that, you know, kind of comes to the forefront as far as being, uh, you know, somebody that kind of mentored you or helped you out, whether it was a coach or a fellow player or somebody throughout uh, the Cleveland system? Yeah, there was a, a pitching coach I ended up having uh, for several years. Ian had him as the bullpen coach in the big leagues, and his name was uh, Scott Redemption. Okay. Uh, he was a left-handed reliever, uh, crazy awesome guy, uh, lead singer of the punk rock band since he was 16 oh, years wow. old. Oh, uh, uh, It used to be called Ten Foot Pole, and now uh, their name is Pooley, and he just had a, a crazy awesome story. Uh, Perseverance, he actually had Hodgkin's disease at, I think, the age of 21 or 22, and uh, it's in the big leagues before it overcame the disease, pitched in the big leagues for a long time after it. Uh, he was someone that just kind of uh, took me under his wing and spent a lot of time with him talking to him uh, in the dugout. And just, uh, he really uh, brings just a lot of like uh, knowledge and encouragement and just um, you know, positivity and, and especially mindset. I think once you get to the level, uh, you know, especially double-A level, the biggest separator, I think, is the mental aspect, because at that point, everyone has tremendous amounts of ability, yeah. uh, and the biggest separator, you know, becomes that mental, uh, that mental game, the mental side, and uh, being able to handle 
part of uh, my success uh, coming up early on and uh, you know, leading me into the big leagues. Yeah, I tell you, I, I look back and I kind of remember when I was younger. I remember that you know, you know what Scott Radinsky was uh, going up against, and uh, obviously he had a tremendous battle. Ended up pitching in the major leagues a long time after after he ended up going through the treatment and everything. So once again. Once again, John Pielli here with Aaron Laffey. Uh, just a couple more quick questions. Uh, I did want to ask you about your your relationship with God. How would you best describe that and how it uh, influences your life? Uh, for me, it, it was something that was always uh, kind of foundationally there for me. I grew up going to church. Uh, my mom was a Sunday school teacher. We had a church literally um, just across the highway from us. We'd walk to church. Uh, on Sunday mornings. Uh, so uh, in my youth, you know, my parents definitely instilled in me and uh, I had that, you know, that foundation, which I think is so very important that, you know, you know, even if you drift away from the door you get, like I did, uh, going into middle school, high school, and then uh, pretty much until the age of 28 in 2014, I, I accepted uh, Christ, truly accepted Christ into my life. And, uh, it, it's been a 180-degree uh, turnaround for me, just uh, how I go about uh, my daily life, uh, how I go about talking to others, how I, uh, just even the way I carry myself, uh, just the way my actions, you know, I, I put myself out there uh, pretty boldly on social media and, and throughout the community, and uh, I wouldn't be able to do that on my own. And, uh, knowing what my past is and the struggles that I've had and the mistakes that I've made, uh, it would be difficult for me to do that on my own. So I know that my strength uh, does not come from myself, but it comes from God the Father through the relationship with the Son, Jesus Christ. And uh, just doing uh, my best to, to walk out what I talk about, uh, drawing strength uh, from that relationship with God. And, and using that to be the, the fuel of my fire for uh, what I do pretty much on a daily basis. And uh, like I said, I couldn't have done it on my own strength because uh, the things that I've done, the way I used to you know, treat people, I used to go about things, I used to use kind of people as a stepping stool uh, to get you know, to my next level. You know, I was using people to benefit myself so therefore I could achieve you know, whatever goal I had set forth for myself. So, you know, baseball or whatever it may be. So, you know, just completely looking at the world uh, from a different perspective uh, and, and doing my best to put others uh, before myself and, and putting value in others and building others up. And uh, it's really been an awesome journey. Uh, the relationships that I've created over the last four seasons uh, have been lifelong bonds, uh, whereas before that, before I had Christ in my life, uh, I wouldn't say they were superficial, but they just weren't as strong and as concrete, and, you know, all of them now are, are pretty much um, created and forged uh, through uh, fellowship uh, with other believers, through Bible studies, through prayer, uh, and just really just life experience on and off the field. No, that's outstanding, man. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the message is out there for, you know, you know, more, more people to just kind of, kind of look for what you, what you can, you know, through, through the spirit and live your life that way. And it's not, it's certainly not easy to do. And I'm sure you would agree with that. 
so true i'll tell you there's a lot a lot of power in what you just said last uh, last thing i wanted to hit you up with is uh you know i want you to talk a little bit about the uh, the baseball academy
So true. Um, so I think it's just putting value into each other, actually having real conversations one-on-one, like talking on a phone. Even though this is an interview, we're still having conversation and fellowship over the phone, not through text message, not through email, not through social media. So I just think it's important to, to get back to um, the actual real personal element and the real social part. Yeah, I tell you, you made, you made a good point there. Just thinking about, you know, I was thinking about the word social media and it, it's almost becoming kind of an oxymoron. It's not, you know, there's not as much social involved in it. It's more of like a kind of a, a broad or, a, you know, a, a very wide, you know, kind of description of a word that's supposed to be a little more personal and it hasn't been. Thank you. 
my family for sure. And uh, I try to use my social media right now to be kind of a, a ray of light in the midst of all the, the darkness on your, you know, your scroll line. You know, everything you see now is, you know, a video about uh, something bad happening or fights or protests or, you know, the segregation of, of the community, you know, and what's going on wrong with the world. You know, I just want to try to be a ray of love, a ray of light and spread hope and promote unity and coming together. Uh, you know, this a house divided against itself will not stand. Uh, so just trying to bring people together that, you know, it's okay to have different points of views, you know, and, and that's what conversation is supposed to be about in community. It's not supposed to, you know, turn violent. You know, it's supposed to be uh, people listening to one another. You know, one of the best things I've ever heard that I struggle with is listening and not waiting for the other person to stop talking. Yeah. No, so true. Listen, Aaron, I really appreciate you having the time. It was great getting a chance to chat with you. And, uh, you know, best of luck to everything you're going through over the next year or so. Yeah, 